Welcome to a Kyperian Commentary Podcast, where each week we have a discussion with a Kyperian contributor or guest about published articles or current events. This is episode 17, Rusty Reno and First Things Economics. Today on our episode, we have a Kyperian contributor, Dr. David Coises. Uh, David, welcome to Kyperian. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. David, you have been a, a contributor to Kyperian for uh, a little while now. Your latest piece is somewhat intriguing, and most folks may not be aware of the context surrounded, but your article that was published just on Friday is entitled Trees and Three-Legged Stools, Reno and Greg and Novak's Legacy. That might seem just a very academic title, but I know there's, there's a lot of uh, tangible issues here we need to talk about. First and foremost, David, uh, give our listeners who may not be familiar with first thing and some of the context here of, of this conversation. It really begins more than 30 years ago, 35 years ago, actually, when um, Michael Novak published a book called The Spirit of Democratic Capitalism. And in that book, he argued that a healthy society needs to be uh, based on three stools. Uh, and those three stools consist of economic freedom, democratic political institutions, and a moral cultural base rooted in Judeo-Christian religion. And, uh, and, and in that book, Novak made, made a case for uh, defending and advancing the free market as one of these key institutions of society. Now, that made a, a big impression on uh, uh, Richard John Newhouse, who was the founding uh, editor and publisher of First Things uh, back in 1990. Uh -huh. It uh, made an impact on, uh, on R. R. Reno, who is the current uh, editor of First Things, and, uh, and it had an impact on a lot of uh, thinkers, uh, especially during the 1980s, during the uh, the Reagan presidency, when it seemed that um, that, that the free market was was the way to go. Recently, uh, Reno uh, published a uh, an editorial in First Things, questioning. Uh, in a very modest way, some of the uh, uh, the conclusions that Novak had come to, and he he believed that um, he, he he now thinks that a lot of what what Novak was arguing for, in with respect to, to the free market, has uh, has not been as positive as Novak and and Newhouse and others anticipated, because it's led to a certain kind of uh, of of license in which now uh, freedom has been taken to such an extent that, um, the, that we are now presumably able to de define ourselves irrespective of, what, um, of our own human nature. And this is something that, that Reno is, um, is, is, is concerned about. Now, Samuel Gregg uh, works for the Acton Institute, which is a, a free market think tank in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And Gregg has uh, some problems with what, uh, uh, with what uh, Reno has, has argued here. And in the first place, uh, Gregg Greg believes that, uh, that the free market has not necessarily triumphed in the way that, that Reno thinks, because he says the free trade agreements are are filled with all sorts of exceptions that certain kinds of, of goods and, and services are, are exempted from the free trade uh, um, standards. Um, he believes that, that Novak actually did attend to the various permanent non-market conditions that promote the flourishing of individuals and communities, and including stable traditional families. And, then, um, and he also believes that whatever difficulties our societies are experiencing cannot be charged to our, um, our, our so-called liberal institutions. 
And so that's the, um, the, the, the conflict now between, maybe conflict is too strong a way to put it, but this is the way that the dialogue is going between uh, uh, Reno and Greg. As I understand the conversation, in the earlier days of First Things, it was primarily a, a largely a Catholic group of writers. Is that correct, or were there already Protestants in the early days? Well, there were, because um, um, Newhouse, who founded uh, First Things in 1990, I think it was that same year that he himself uh, converted to Roman Catholicism. He had been a, a Lutheran minister for many decades up to that point. And so there were other people like Jim Neuchtelein and so forth who were, who were Lutherans. So there were a lot of Lutherans that were involved with First Things at the, at the beginning, and people from other traditions as well. Interesting. So, as you have been writing for First Things also, have you noticed this, I haven't been reading every single article that's been published, I try to keep a, a close eye, but have you noticed some of the trends that Reno has uh, spoken of in, in his article? Uh, what, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, particularly economic changes in the, in the, um, in the way uh, First Things has manifested itself publicly. Yeah, I, well, I think um, in some ways over the last um, 27 years that um, First Things has existed, I think it, it has cautiously moved away from the uh, three cheers for capitalism orientation to maybe, uh, maybe only one or two cheers for capitalism. <laughs> David, from the article that you wrote, it, it seems it's a more nuanced argument that Reno is making than I think some of the responses have reflected. Uh, for example, I think some of the responses have generally reflected this idea that Reno is uh, harshly reacting to capitalism in general, when I think it seems that the argument that's being made is that Reno is advocating a, a kind of capitalism that is not uh, completely idolizing freedom, but actually bringing in other elements such as uh, the community, such as uh, other features of institutions that does not merely idolize the individual. Does that, does that sound correct? I think that's true, yes, because, uh, and, and because I think it's society. I, I think in the first place it, it might be better to, to stop using the word capitalism because I think that it has certain um, uh, Marxian overtones that we might not wish to, um, to carry uh, forward. But I think in any, in, in any event, uh, even, even if we accept the legitimacy of the free market, and I think we have to do that as, as one of the, the given structures of, uh, of life, uh, I don't think we want to make too much out of it. And I think that's, I think that's what, what, what Reno is trying to get at as well. There have been a lot of philosophical works that would stress to a certain extent this vision of liberty and freedom. And most of these philosophical works, as I think you've noted, are devoid of any gospel effect. What would be, this is sort of a unique question to our own group, how do you think, David, as someone who has uh, written and thought about Abraham Kuyper over the years, how would Abraham Kuyper view this discussion if, uh, if he were alive today? I, I think he would, um, he would probably be saying that, um, that a society needs some kind of, uh, of, of grounding in something beyond itself, uh, it, it cannot simply rest on um, uh, on something like like the market or democratic institutions or whatever ever what whatever other goods might uh, might characterize a society. But it needs to keep its um, um, its eyes uh, so, somewhere else, even as it develops uh, 
um, economic life, political life, um, social life, and so forth. You end the article by talking about how if uh, liberty is viewed a certain way, it'll become, uh, an ex- it'll become a mere license. What do you mean by that? Well, I've, I think um, in our society in particular, I think this is true especially since about 1960, uh, we have come to think of, of liberty as simply being choice uh, full stop. Uh, we, we have the, the ability to choose. Uh, there's a whole group of people that call themselves pro-choice on the abortion issue, but as a matter of fact, choice is valorized nearly f- for its own sake, that, uh, that we are truly free when we have the ability to choose in, in virtually every area of life. So there's a kind of, um, of a utopian element of the current uh, version of liberalism that has, has dominated the world over the last um, slightly more than, than, or the Western world over the la- slightly more than half a century now. And in that case, then, um, then uh, liberty or freedom is not the, simply the, 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 the liberty to do as we believe is the right thing to do, but is simply to do whatever we want. So our wills, our desires have been liberated, and, and, uh, and, and, and this is the, um, uh, the, the trajectory that we seem to be on right now, that, is, that as, as we are able to do as we want without having to answer to other people, then we are truly free. And this is the kind of liberty that I don't want to blame capitalism, I don't want to blame uh, uh, democracy in any way, but I think it is the, uh, uh, the, the sort of liberty that seems to be celebrated these days. And that seems to be Reno's great concern, I think, right? That, he, that we're, we're headed that direction. We're headed towards a, a libertine sort of direction where there are no constraints or restraints and the individual is not bound to any kind of institution. That's right. That's right. Again, the title is Trees and Three-Legged Stools, Reno and Greg and Novak's Legacy. There are several links in the article itself that will help you get a better context if you want to dig a little bit deeper. David, thanks for your contribution in Kyperion, especially this one here. Thanks for your time, brother. Thank you very much. You can find the links to today's episode by visiting us at Kyperion.com and by subscribing to receive our updates. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for joining us this episode, and we will see you next time.